Welcome to Reimagining Atlantis. My name's Tori, and I'll be your host. Hello, everyone. I have debated for years on how to use my voice in a meaningful way. I wrestled with the idea of a podcast, but I have no broadcasting experience and dismissed the idea as soon as it arrived. After about the thousandth time of the idea popping into my head, I thought I would combine my voice with a passion for a subject that I love and have spent a better part of 20 years researching. Now, I like to make a note that I am not a historian, nor do I work in the field of archaeology, but I do have a lifelong obsession. So, I hope you excuse me as I fiddle my way through a subject that I love and learn how to properly broadcast. I want to learn. And I hope that some of the information I provide is wrong. If I say something that you disagree with, please let me know and show your sources. I crave any new information about Atlantis. My goal is to read over some of Plato's works, as well as some of the other historians of their time, such as Herodotus, Herodotus, Hesiod, Apollodorus. Then, I want to also compare it with the latest scientific and archaeological evidence all the while sprinkling in a little mythology. In other words, what did the ancients mean at the time that they said it, and what does the science say, with a little bit of magic in between? So where do we start? Well, let's get everybody caught up with what Atlantis is. So Atlantis was known as a mythological city and an empire that was ruled in the Mediterranean Sea prior to the Trojan War. For the Greeks, the Trojan War was their reference point of time, kind of like our Star Wars Battle of Yavin. Our current year system is based on another event, Anno Domini, which is Latin for Year of the Lord. So, to keep up with time perceptions when talking about a time before the Lord, it would be three years before Christ, or B.C., The naming conventions have since shifted from the ADBC format to BCE and CE, which now stands for Before Common Era and Common Era. The ancient Greeks used the Battle of Troy as their main source of time frame reference. So Atlantis was reported to be an advanced civilization, even impressive to the ancient Egyptians. For many years, the people of Atlantis ruled with valor and piety, meaning religious devotion. However, once the divinity in their blood became too polluted with humanity, the Atlanteans became greedy. They launched a war with those who dwelt within the pillars and nearly subjugated all within. Athens, along with the Hellenes, launched a counter-strike and defeated the Atlanteans. Shortly after, in a day and night of earthquakes and floods, the city of Atlantis collapsed beneath the sea. Atlantis has become synonymous with many other sunken cities and is probably the most sought-after treasure hunt to date. Plato was the primary source for Atlantis. He was a philosopher and the founder of the first academic school. He also studied under Socrates, or as I like to call him, dude, it's Socrates. Plato was alive from about 424 before the Common Era to 348 before the Common Era, give or take a year. The Greek Empire had two different times in history in which they were in power. 
It's usually broken up into the classical era, which ranges from about 700 BCE to about 200 BCE, and the older Hellenes era from about 1600 BCE to 1100 BCE. The time at which Atlantis is being referred to is during the Hellenes era, or Bronze Age. I will elaborate on that point in a future podcast, but for now, understand my belief is that the time of the Atlantean-Athenian-Egyptian War was not the 11,500 BCE that is often referenced by Plato. The classical Greek era is the era in which we are most influenced by. It was the time of Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, and Alexander the Great. Plato wrote about Atlantis in two dialogues called Cretius and Timaeus. And just so you know, these were people at that time. So when we talk about dialogues, we're talking about actual conversation. So during these dialogues, Plato claims to have notes from his great uncle Solon about this vast empire known as Atlantis. Solon was born in Athens around 630 BCE and was a respected Greek lawmaker or politician. In 595 BCE, Solon sailed across the Mediterranean to talk with some aged Egyptian priests. So priests and magistrates at that time would also be considered historians. So when Solon went to go visit the priests, he was actually there to collect information. Once Solon met up with the priests, they took him to an Egyptian temple dedicated to Athena. The Egyptians called Athena Neith. So they went to the temple of Neith and written on the pillars of this temple was a story about how Athens saved Egypt from the evil Atlanteans. Solon took notes of the story and then returned to Athens, only later to be written by his great nephew Plato. So where is Atlantis? That is the million dollar question, isn't it? In short, no one really knows. There are about a thousand different theories out there that explore that very question, which is why I thought it'd be fun to explore that very question with you. I also have my own theory, but what I believe really doesn't matter. It'll ultimately decide on what you choose to believe. If we only use Plato's work to find Atlantis, then Atlantis is near the Pillars of Heracles, or the modern-day Straits of Gibraltar. Please note that I use the word Heracles, and that's because that is the Greek form of Hercules. Hercules came later by the Romans, and that is Latin. The Strait of Gibraltar is a small water opening from the Atlantic Ocean to the Mediterranean Sea. It separates modern-day Spain from northern Africa. I will probably continue to refer to this area as the Pillars, as that's what the ancients call the area. I'll try really hard to reference both names of antiquity as well as their current names. However, I have been studying ancient mythology most of my life, and on a map I can point out their ancient names, but if you ask me what they're called today, I actually have to go look it up. The Pillars got their name from the temple that was established there by Heracles. The pillars marked the end of the world. 
the point beyond which nothing to be found save Hades itself. It was said that once the temple fell, all that was left were the pillars, which engraved upon them were the words, nothing lies beyond. For the Romans, the pillars represented the gates of Hades. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means everything to me. If you want to help and make this podcast grow, please subscribe and share your passion with others. If you even tell one person this week, it leads to followers, which leads to even more. Let's help keep Atlantis alive, or at least reimagined. See you next week.